What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Producing in a Pandemic, where we talk about tools and resources for artists and creatives. I'm your host, William Thompson, and in today's episode, I'm excited to present the third and final uh, installment uh, in terms of my interview with uh, my friend, my brother, fellow recording artist, Tony A., uh, we've already had such an amazing conversation. If, if you haven't um, listened to part one and two, go ahead, hit pause and listen to those first two sections as there was a lot of great information that was um, doled out. Um, but I'm excited to present the last uh, third final piece of this interview. Uh, and I hope that you all find value in everything that's said. Uh, let's go ahead and tune in to part three of Artist Talk. Um, so, you know, I definitely um, understand, uh, you know, I think it's really important uh, that if you are trying to accomplish a certain goal when you're re recording or producing something, um, I think it's important <laughs> to first and foremost hit that goal. It, but also it, it does, um, you know, there's some contentment that comes, you know, when, um, you know, people actually acknowledge that, uh, you know, your goal was achieved. Um, I think I was reading, I was reading a quote earlier and it was from Roger Ebert. Um, and he says that, um, you know, when, when a filmmaker is making a movie, um they are trying to make a they're trying to reach a particular audience they're trying to make a particular type of movie and it is my job as a review as a, as a reviewer as a critic to simply assess how close they got to that goal mm. um so it's not to give my personal feedback on you know my preferences or anything like that but just to uh, you know see whether or not they achieved their goal right um, and I think that's important for us as artists, you know, to just understand, you know, did there is a goal at the end of this project, you know, every project has a goal. Yeah. You know, so um, making sure that you accomplished that goal, you met that goal and then determining what the next goal is. And that's how, that's how you get to your, that's how you do your next project. Yeah. Um, just, it's just goal setting. No, that's, that's perfect. And that's exactly it. And like, don't be too hard on yourself about your goal setting if you don't have it perfect at first. Like your goal setting might just be, I'm just gonna record myself, like literally just successfully mm -hmm. record myself. Like, yeah. or it's like getting the song done or it's, I don't I don't fight for time schedules anymore. I, I learned the hard way to not do those until uh, I had stuff together. But when I do have deadlines and stuff, like I've gotten better at being in a good place. And honestly, once you find like, your niche, like, and once you find like where your voice fits in your style and everything, it just comes easy. Like at this point, it could be any hour of the day, anytime, anywhere. I know that the music that I wrote, like to the point where I have a hard time sometimes like jumping into other stuff. Like I just went to go sing uh, for a, a program just to help somebody else out. And it was just like, I had to really focus and train myself. Cause like I trained myself to be the perfect Tony A artist. So yeah. like, <laughs> like some of the versatility like in other areas went down a little bit but it was more so just like focusing on and really honing my craft and I just had to give it the attention that it needed yeah 
No, I think that's very important. Um, you it's, It requires a lot of discipline. Um, and it's not something you could just kind of like slack off on. Um, it, you really have to be very intentional yeah. uh, in regards to um, your artistry. Whether you're the artist or you're the producer, you are still involved in the recording process. And you have to decide, you know, what your lane is. Um, um, most producers don't produce everything. You know, um, they produce a very particular thing. Um, I was thinking about um, Teddy Riley. That man, that man did New Jack Swing. Um, and every like, I didn't realize how many songs he did until I really like began to like look into it. And it's like, wow, he, he he really did like define this subgenre. Yeah, like like he really did that. Um, and then you know you look at you know. Uh, producers like Pharrell and uh, uh, Timbaland and uh, Oak Oak Felder um, and, and all these different people like they have their niche their, their niche um, they have their 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 lane that they stay in looking at gospel producers like you know Warren Campbell um, you know they have you know their lane that they're in they're not you know they're not producing for everybody mm-hmm. you know um, they're not producing everything um, and while you know versatility can be great, um, I think oftentimes the people that are um, that achieve even a modicum of success, um, they oftentimes are having to focus on one particular thing um, and honing that. And you know they may after honing that, you know they may also look at those other areas. Um, I'm not saying to forsake them because you definitely haven't done that. And, you know, um, like, you know, through avenues like, you know, choir sci-fi and stuff like that, you still um, had opportunities to uh, perform those other styles that you still enjoy and, and, and things. But uh, when it came to your artistry and came to what, you know, in terms of you investing in you, um, you were very, very, very intentional uh, in regards to that. And I think that's very important, whether you are the artist or the producer, um, it's very important to, you know, determine what your lane is and what your area of focus is going to be. And if you know it, don't be afraid of it. Like the best thing I had, I was able to get in the studio for my new album that's coming out. And this producer is probably one of the best ones I've ever worked with. And he said one of the most powerful things to me, we were recording and he stopped me. And I was like, oh, I felt like that was good. He was like, no, it's fine. He was like, but you're holding back. I was like, yeah, this song's not really meant to be like super big. I have a really soulful book in like very distinct sounding tone and timbre. Like, so, and I, I know how to control it to make sure that it doesn't throw off anything. He was like, yeah, but I don't like it because it's the first song that we've come across that doesn't sound like Tony A. He was like, put out what you put out there. I will make it fit. I will make it work. And like, it's one of my favorite songs on the album now. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, was actually working on it being a, a feature. I'm gonna do a remix later, actually with Marlo, because mm-hmm. it's it's my R&B vibe song on the album, and it's one of my favorites. And I never would have gotten it right if he hadn't told me, like, just like stop overthinking. Like, you have a producer, let me produce. But it also helped that like he heard my voice. There was never a time. So make sure artists, when you work with producers, make sure they like what you produce. Like mm-hmm. a producer can't produce quality if they don't even like the materials that they're given. And like a lot of producers don't realize that, but they go hand in hand. And like, mm-hmm. it means a lot. It doesn't mean they have to be your biggest fan, 
but they do have to like what they hear and be able to hear potential in improving that because that's the whole point of the producer. So yeah. artists take like take the time, interview them multiple times, force them to listen to whatever you've done up until that point and demonstrate that they really get it because there's no better feeling than being in the studio. I can honestly say this next album I'm coming out with is the best album that I've ever done. And it is in large part, thanks to the uh, producer, um, his name is Garrett with GDA Productions, and he's mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal. And just, he used to yell at me every time I was in there. He was just like, if you're not going to give me Tony, then I don't want it. Mm -hmm. He's like, all of these, the magic is your voice, which is, again, when you find what you do well, the songs are enhanced by what you can do with it, and no one else can replicate that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's an important note for artists. Um, and, you know, speaking as an artist who's also a producer, I'm claiming it, I'm a producer. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking as an artist who is also a producer, I think it's important for producers to not, and you mentioned this earlier, uh, one of the lessons you learned was that, you know, that every opportunity is not the last opportunity. You don't have to take every gig. You don't have to take every client. You want to make sure that the people that you're working with are the people that fit. And again, in that lane, fit in that lane. So making sure that it's not, you know, because there's some, sometimes, you know, I, I think um, as producers, it's been like, okay, well, I'm taking this because, you know, I'm, I'm, I just, I just need, I need something. And, you know, I think it's important not to put all your eggs in one basket. That's a different conversation for another time. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it's important to find the artists that you can really enhance, the artists that you can compliment them. Um, and that it, it really is a complimentary relationship. Um, you know, you, the artists coming with, you know, the material, the raw material um, in terms of, you know, their voice, their lyrics, their idea, and then you as a producer coming with uh you know the tools that's really what it is it, it's I'm, I'm saying like bob the builder in my head but it's like you you have the raw materials and you, but you can't build anything without the tools yeah. the producer has to have the tools the the hardware the software the instruments the musical know-how the understanding of not just you know how to play like keys but how to play multiple instruments understanding the range of those instruments understanding that you know oh well the strings on a guitar are you know e g b i don't, I don't let me not start you know, guitar <laughs> strings i i bought one i haven't fully learned it yet but you know i do know funny. i do know i do know that like for example the lowest note is e so yeah. if i'm producing a guitar i can't have a note lower than the e exactly so that's stuff that like you have to know as a producer um, and you have to come with that musical knowledge and understanding because the artist may or may not have it. Um, and it's your job to have those tools to be able to um, build their vision. Yeah. Their, their dream home as, as it be. And when it, and when it works, it works. Like I'm one of those yeah. artists, like I was never afraid of a producer's brand overpowering my brand. So I always encourage producers, like if I work with you, I also want you to infuse this with a little bit of your stuff because I, I, I want to have that stamp, but also like it shouldn't come at the cost of my essence. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that's super important. And like, and I, because of that, that's also why I don't be afraid to try out different people artists. Like 
especially mm-hmm. when you're newer and just putting stuff out on SoundCloud and stuff like that. Like try all the different people that you can because like you might think that you have the producer who can really capture you. And then it might be like, yeah, they can capture me when I do this type of song. But when I do this type of song, this person catches uh, uh, what I'm doing. They get my references, they get everything. So, I mean, it's a risk and it is an investment, but like, and it's very, it's it's very vulnerable, right? Cause our voice is our, it's not just our instrument for this. It's just like who we are in life. So it's like yes. when somebody like critiques and like slays into your voice, it doesn't just affect me as a musician. It's like, I don't want to see you say hi tomorrow because right. <laughs> sounds horrible apparently. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely as as singers, I'll say as as singing as singers as recording artists, you know, because you can be like nowadays, especially, you know, you have a lot more bands that are you know recording, you know, like Corey Henry and stuff like that. But as a singer who is a recording artist, um, you definitely have a lot more on the line. You definitely have a lot more on the line. Um, and but I think that's even more so why it's very important to um to protect yourself, um, to take care of yourself, to invest in yourself, uh, to do as much as you can to present the best version of yourself, because that is oftentimes what it feels like. It's very hard for people to to separate um, their gift from their person. Um, I think it's something that we should learn to do. Um, but for a lot of people, that it's something that you know we struggle with. You know, separating the the gift, the talent from the person as a whole. Right. And if you have not gotten to that place where you've been able to make that separation, then it's very important um, for you to make sure that you do that work um, in the preparation stage, so that uh, you know when it is time to go into the studio, when it is time to you know record in the booth. Uh, when it is time to meet with a producer, whether you're presenting a demo, whether you're presenting, you know, okay, well, this is, you know, scratch vocal. If you're, you're if you're producing, if you're are presenting, uh, you know, here's take one, two, three, four, five. You may have had a favorite take, and that may not be the take they use, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and you know that's all stuff that you have to, you know, you have to understand, and you have to kind of, you have to kind of come to terms with. Yeah, but I love it though, like. Don't you like I just I don't know I get like I always learned that when you look at somebody with a successful career it doesn't just mean they succeeded a lot it means they failed a lot more mm-hmm. um and like I've gotten to the point where I'm not afraid of failing because I I'll never get better if I never challenge myself like you'll never get a better car if you never try to go for a better car you'll never get into a bigger place. If you're always like, well, this is all I can afford, then yeah, that's all you're ever gonna be able to afford. Of course, it's gonna be a transition, but like take the risk. And like with music, people do not, there's so much music out there that it's easy to like, there's no piece of equipment or technology that can bring out the essence of you. You have to find a way to get that. Like once, once you put it into the system, then the system can put all the bells and whistles around it to optimize its impact, right? But it's your job to make sure that what you put in to the machine is the truest form of what you have to give. Um, I always think about like the opening scene for the first episode of Empire. And it, it yeah. sums that part up of the like, this is why everybody can't be recording artists, right? Because some people don't know how to stand there in a box, looking at a mic, 
envision whatever emotion you need to envision and convey that four to five times back to back consistently the same way so that you get the clean, like the mechanical side of production that a lot of people don't learn about. But the first piece of it is, is like, my producer could hear when I was like standing still tense. It was just like, yeah, something sounds off. And then a second later, I'd be moving or like doing whatever to my song and it'd be like, oh, it's better. Couldn't see me, but I knew what was better because I was realizing I was, I was restraining and restricting myself. So like, do whatever you gotta do. If you gotta be laying on the floor and the mic gotta be positioned over your head to catch you, like if you don't got a good producer that knows how to angle that joint so that you can lay on that pillow <laughs> thing up, like, I don't want you. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I remember, um, I think it was Travis Green. It was Travis Green. And he was talking about how um, when he, if he has to do overdubs or if he's doing like a studio, a song, most of his albums are live now, but if he's doing, uh, when he was doing studio records and if he has to do overdubs, oftentimes he'll have a handheld mic in his hand. So he'll have, you know, the, the condenser mic, you know, that, 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 you know, the high quality studio microphone, but he also will have a handheld mic and he'll like, he'll go as hard as he would be if he was doing it live. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how he's able to get that same energy. And that's how, that's very important. Like I said, from like a, from a standpoint of like overdubbing, doing that, you really have to like convey that same energy because otherwise it's just oh, okay the vocals too flat we can't use it the vocals not you know it's not dynamic enough it's not excited enough we can only do so much um and that's one of the things that's really important as a producer um you like especially working virtually with people if you're not in the same room if you're not in the same studio where you can like kind of direct you know the singer or if you don't have a vocal director vocal producer working with that singer um oftentimes it's like all right we're just trying to work with what we have yeah um and you want to make sure that you're giving them the best possible thing to work with you want to give them all the dynamics that are needed you want to give them all the emotion all the feeling that's needed um and that has to be conveyed simply through your voice um it can't uh, you know sometimes you know we're able to see you know, the, you know, take, put a camera in there and, you know, record like a music video and stuff like that. But, you know, before, honestly, even before that, before people experience it visually, oftentimes they're hearing it first. And that's how most people are processing music. Um, They're, they're hearing it, you know, they're audibly. And then we have to, you know, convey the emotion. We have to, you know, make our voice rise and fall. We have to, add a, the even effects and stuff like that yeah you could put it like you know reverb you could put echoes you could put delays you could put compression you could put all that stuff on the vocals to try and make it sound a certain way but you know even you know making your voice more breathy yeah things like that um you know i can can convey different emotions different feelings which in, in which all in all determines how your music is interpreted yeah and kudos yeah, to the producers who can do it. Mm-hmm. The last producer I had was the first producer to ever ask me what color I wanted the lights when I walked mm-hmm. into the booth. And I was like, what? He was like, do you have a favorite color or a color that makes you comfortable? Mm-hmm. And like, uh, of course I said green. Um, and, right. but like, he also did that for every person that came to sing with me. Every, it wasn't like it was just green for the entire session. Like if somebody needed red, they got red. If somebody needed bubblegum pink, they got bubblegum pink. Like, and like, he was like, what do you need? water comfort you need a different chair you need to like what let me know and it's like 
as a singer, I appreciate it because it's so nerve wracking. And so like producers, whether, like you said, whether you're doing it through Zoom, whether you're doing it in, in real life, like take the time to make the person comfortable um, and don't just settle for the first clean take that you get. Like, yeah, save it, have it on hand, but like push yourself and, and push the artist. Like don't just go through the motions. Mm-hmm. Yep, all very good points. Producers, artists, take notes rewind this <laughs> rewind this play it back get get a notebook get your voice memo do a screen recording whatever you need to do get get this information because this is all very good um i want to talk a little bit about tony a artistry um so this is did you start this during the pandemic or before like um so really it's a product of the pandemic Okay. So the mm-hmm. concept came to me as I was reflecting on the success of the first album. I think by this time we were in year two of the pandemic. Um, and I was literally talking to the people who lived with me during the time that I did the first album. And I was looking at the stats and numbers. And it was just like I told you, I was like, wow, these songs are doing this and they're playing here. And we got these things. And it's like, like before, like I was getting all that exposure, but it, the numbers weren't matching up, which means it was a lot of stuff being out places, but no real engagement. And like, people were really engaging. Like people would be messaging me about some of my songs and like emotional and like telling me how it got them through stuff. And like, mind you, I used to be a gospel artist. So when I'm saying like, that's the change that it was happening now, like that was crazy that like, even through, like I still was helping people deal with their problems, like through me dealing with my stuff and emoting that, like I helped them and like, so like I was just like, huh, I wonder why this always happens. And I was talking to a fellow artist who kind of did the same thing, like was just talking to me. Um, actually, his name is Warren Peace. I'm going to drop every mm-hmm. artist that I can, check them all out. Um, <laughs> yeah. He literally talked to me. He said, Tony, you know, the one thing and the one reason why I always say yes to you. He was like, I've never seen any artist that works as hard as you do. And I haven't seen any independent artists in my circle that gets the level of respect that you do from all the people that you work with because you're consistent, whether nobody sees it or everybody sees it. Like he was like, you're the same on and off camera. Like if the song fails, you're still gonna push it and keep working and performing it. Like he's mm-hmm. like, you just, you just keep working. And he was like, that makes it really easy to have faith in the things that you do. And I was just like, yeah, but anybody can do that. I don't do anything special. I just put myself out there and I trust. Um, And I thought about it and I said, what would happen if we gave artists a safe space to trust and be vulnerable because they don't have that. Um, Instrumentalists can shed all the time. Producers do workshops and, you know, forums and blogs and all that stuff. But singers and vocalists and things like that, especially recording artists are always relegated to isolation. And it's like, a part of that is because you work so hard to get something that once you get it, you think about how nobody helped you to get it. So you don't want to help anybody else, but it's like, we have to change that mindset. Right. And it's like, I'm so used to everybody not trusting everybody in, in life. I've been that person to come into the room and say, Hey, let's just all work together. I see the greatness in everybody and through people's trust in me that brings them together. And it was like, why not utilize that same skill, those same consultations, that agency? Because I was like, I don't want to own people's stuff. I don't want to be people's like hard body manager or anything like that. I just wanted to give people the the chance 
to be successful in the way that they wanted to be. And if nobody's going to do the late work but me, then let's set up a framework around that where I get myself and people who were the Tony A's in their areas or were the Tony's in their uh, region or state or environment or what have you. Let's bring all those people together and get them all to say, we're all going to work together and help these artists. And that's where Tony A artistry really manifested from. It was just, I've been luckier than most artists. And it's because of the circle of trust and network that I had to give me the guidance when I didn't know that I needed the guidance. So everyone should have access to that because art is important and music is important and recording artists are a major part of the arts and our history and everything. So that's really where that came from. Guys, um, Tony A Artistry is uh, uh, Tony's nonprofit um, organization foundation um, designed to, you know, give artists access to services and resources that um, sometimes you would you would only find at a major label. Um, you know, things like you know marketing, things like um, you know assistance with uh, production. You know, do you need help getting your demos recorded? Um, providing artists to enrichment resources, um, you know, uh, uh, there's a workshop that they do that's about, you know, the history of hip hop, um, uh, workshops on production. Uh, they have um, a monthly artist shed that they do um, where, you know, each one is focused on different genres. So it's not just one particular thing, you know, it, it, whatever type of artist you are. Um, there is a space that you can find uh, within 28 Artistry. Um, I'm a, a, a part of uh, the uh, organization I'm on a member level. Um, I uh, am one of the administrators for uh, the gospel uh, group. Um, I also am a part of the production group, the instrumentalist group, um, probably a couple other groups as well that I might have <laughs> added to. Um, but uh, you know, it really is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great place, uh, especially if you are just getting started um, or if you've been in it for a while but haven't necessarily made any progress. Um, it's a great way to, uh, you know, uh, build community, um, to, you know, find connections. Uh, there have been partnerships that have been uh, created with, um, you know, certain uh, platforms, some that I've talked about on the podcast, like Soundtrap. Um, for music production. Uh, one of the studios we mentioned, uh, Song Builder Studios uh, in uh, Catonsville, Maryland, is actually where I recorded my first single, um, Ready. I recorded uh, the vocals there, um, uh, some of the instrumentation there, um, got it mixed and mastered there. Um, so it was, uh, you know, great experience. And, you know, that is just, uh, you know, I hope I'm summarizing it while I'm trying to give the people information, but please, you know, if there's anything that you want to add to that, no, you did it perfectly. I think the crazy part about Tony A artistry is every time somebody's looking to define it, I'm like, it's defined by the artist, right? Because every artist, the artist that's a mom with four kids just wants to be able to look good when they're performing at their local bar or lounge or at a service or wherever. They just, maybe they're just tired of looking and feeling unprepared. We have someone who brought us a song literally that she recorded years ago and was just like i just recorded it always wanted to do something with it didn't it is now releasing in two weeks time like fully mixed and mastered and she only gave it to us like what two weeks ago three weeks ago 
but it was so put together that was like the only thing that person was missing was like the actual engineer to do like the final polishes. And we were mm -hmm. able to, through the nonprofit, we were able to sponsor that person's entire finishing production and their release because they're one of our volunteers that just works overtime and it's like, you've given us like a hundred hours, we can pay for like five, right? So it's right. so like, <laughs> it like, but I, and I, the, my favorite part about it is like, I love the hubs and seeing the stuff that organically develops, like, and you know, artists are artists, right? So it's like, we're so used to being in all these groups and them not doing anything. So I always tell my volunteers, I'm like, you gotta be okay with a long haul. Like you might be posting stuff for a year and then people finally start to gravitate towards it, but keep that going because artists are used to kind of waiting out the bull, right? Till, mm -hmm. uh, you're gonna keep this energy up a little bit cause you want my money or you want my whatever, but this will fall off. And so I tell them all the time, like we don't get discouraged by a lack of likes or empty, empty, you know, comment hubs. Like we're still going to do it. Our volunteers are still gonna keep putting content in. Like we still, uh, I'll put every referral or reference that I can get. And like, once you're a TAA artist, like I'm tagging you to everything. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you said you do rap. Here's like 15 rap things until I figure out what rap stuff you like to do. And then I'll send you referrals that are like tailored to you. But like, we just had somebody come up with their artist name yesterday. They've been working on their artist name for seven months. Um, right. Granted, they ended up going with one of the suggestions that we have made at the very beginning, but mm -hmm. we still celebrate it because they needed it. We had someone who was uh, in their uh, upper 60s perform for the first time as an artist and like their whole family came out and flew, like traveled to come out to watch it. And she was just so grateful for the opportunity. And it's like those moments are like, Tony Artistry is whatever you need it to be. At the end of the day, we're your business partner. We are a place where we believe that every artist is a business um, and we value it. So you're not just a hobby when you get with us. And our sole goal is to help you reach whatever, like you were saying earlier, whatever those short-term and long-term goal benchmarks that you set up, how can we help support you? Even if it's just us sitting in the studio. So you got at least one person being your cheering section. Like, yeah. Yes, you got this. Like, that's fine. We will do that with you because we're all about doing whatever helps the artist. Yeah. Being an artist can be a very lonely journey at times, yeah. um, especially being an independent artist. Cause when you, when you're at a label, you got the label backing you, you right. know, you get, you get assigned to A&R rep. Um, you have a team of people that are literally there at your disposal. Their job is to make you successful. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're independent, it can be a little more challenging. You may, sometimes you have a team of people. Sometimes you have people close to you that, you know, you can rely on. It's like, all right, bet this is my core. And we're going to, we're going to take the world by storm. Other times you're, you're sitting alone in a basement doing a podcast with, with your whole <laughs> friend. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it all depends. Um, and, you know, each person's journey is different. Um, I, but I think it's great that uh, this avenue exists um i think i i remember talking to you to you about it right before you launched it um and i i always had kind of thought in my head i was like you know tony if he wanted to like offer like management services he would do really well with that um <laughs> so to see that you know this nonprofit exists and um that you you first and foremost have made yourself available as a resource um, as well as finding other like-minded individuals 
um, in training those individuals, having them use their strengths, you know, to push this forward, I think um, is great. And I can't wait to see uh, where it goes um, from here. You know, it's still growing, still um, evolving, um, you know, still, you know, people are being added, um, you know, to the team and stuff like that. But, you know, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Yeah, I'm super excited, too. We actually we just got our first uh, opportunity to expand the artistry. The vision is the one day for it to encompass all artistry, not just music artists. We're just mm. starting with what I know, but we just uh, we just talked to a group of poets today who already have all the poets, everything that they just literally need what we bring to the table. And it's like, hey, all right, well, if y'all willing to do the work, then let's do it. And like, I just... I really do love it. Like you said, like I wanted to figure out a way, I know I can do all those management skills, but I wanted to do it in a way that still gave artists the freedom of choice. And so of course, like we have, we have our free membership that's forever free because that's our nonprofit. We are 501c3. We worked hard for that status. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The government believes that we have a real mission. They care about independent artists, right? So we always were, because of that, we're equipped with enough resources to have a forever free membership to where anybody who's a member, um, even if they're a free member, they get a certain amount of services and networking and resources that we can provide. But then in our paid memberships, I love it because if you do end up getting the A-list, like our highest tier membership, which we call A-list, you're pretty much getting management without like the negative sides of having a manager. So it's it's literally like, uh, use as you want to use. I have one person who's on A-list been paying for it. She's our first A-list user. She messages, sends us an email like once a month, but like that consultation is so valuable to her that every time I'm like, do you still want to pay for this? It's a lot for you. You can't come to the show. She's like, no, that is when I need y'all, I know to call. And she's like, it's worth it. She's like, she'd rather pay that money every month to know that when she does need the help, we're going to pick up the phone and answer. So for her, it just provides her comfort and like, Hey, if you're cool with that, I'm cool with that. We just want to see you successful. And every artist, I think, I think we have one, two, three, four, five, five artists now that are releasing music that started their journey with Tony AR. So we call them TA artists, even though we know we don't own them. Like, yeah, on an emotional level, like there are artists, like there are babies yeah. that we like work with and watch mentor them and grow up. And like, I'm so excited. I have artists, uh, Allie J releasing her first single, mm, literally I'm so excited for that. like, and it yeah. sounds, when I tell you, it sounds amazing. Um, another up and coming gospel artist, Joseph Southern is releasing his single in June. Mm. Um, I have, uh, his twin brother Jonathan, his band just got like their first regular paid booking for their they have awesome. like a gospel gogo band and they literally just con- contracted to handle like whole arts events for mm-hmm. a program and that came from a referral from us. Um, and so like that's the part that's super exciting and the people that you meet is like it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's that's great. Um, and I think you're doing a, a really good thing. Um, y'all go ahead and um, take a look at Tony A. Artistry. Um, we're going to go ahead and close out today's episode. Um, it has been great. First and foremost, catching up with you has been awesome. Um, but um, just hearing about all that you've done, all that you're doing, um, where you came from, where you are now, where you're going. Um, in fact, Speaking of where you're going, I think you have some new music coming out. 
Um, is is that is that the case? Yes. Um, well, I have a new album, Retrograde, uh-huh. uh, aptly named, right? Uh, <laughs> kind of talking about the mental health, emotional health, ups and downs, coming of age that I went through. So like becoming Tony A also meant that when I started to grow, I was growing more authentically because I was being my authentic self. So retrograde is kind of like my magnum opus of that, like just opening up and sharing the personal growth that I went through as a person. So it's like, I know people can see the difference when they see it from the outside looking in, but now I'm gonna give you the behind the scenes of like what happened that led to that. Um, And it's retro because I wanted to still pay homage to the music that I grew up loving. And it's been my first opportunity to do that. Cause again, I was in an environment where I couldn't do it the way I want. So um, everything on this has influences of like late eighties, nineties, early two thousands, uh, hip hop, pop, R&B, soul. Like if you grew up, if you're a millennial and grew up in my generation, you're going to love everything, but it comes out July 1st. Okay. Um, my new single Pompeii uh, comes out, gosh, I guess like next week. It's mm. getting close. Um, and I'm shooting a music video for it when I'm actually shooting a full circle with the first person that I shot a music video with at all, uh, Jeffrey Perkins of J Perk Productions. Mm. He filmed my very first single, great guy. He filmed my very first song, Champion, when we were both starting out. And now he's like world-class photographer traveling everywhere. And I was able to book him on his schedule. I was like, I don't care when I have to do it. I just want to do a video with you again. But it's cool because this one ties into like the Janet Jackson, like black cat, dirty, Mm -hmm. like velvet robe, all that stuff. So I get to be, be fun and be like, sexy and dancey and stuff like that which i don't necessarily consider myself sexy on a day-to-day basis but i'm excited that i get to do it and i get to travel to canada i've been invited to perform in canada wow i have not announced yet um but i am performing in canada next month for toronto pride um which is also where my singles are doing very well and i got a current single on number four on the canadian charts right now so it's pretty cool that they reached out to me and invited me to come up to be one of the performers for for Pride and everything paid too. So artists, it can happen. It yes, can happen. Just keep yes, going. it can. <laughs> y'all, y'all, this has been an amazing conversation. Um, Tony, where can uh, people follow you and uh, learn more about you? So you can follow me on social media, official Tony A on all social media platforms. Um, also feel free to check out Tony A Artistry. Um, you can also check out my website, www.tonya.com. Um, you can look there to look up everything that we are doing, everything that I am doing, um, getting ready to do my album release concert. So please get your tickets for that. Also getting ready to do some amazing shared projects and concerts with a lot of different people. So like, check me out, uh, share some love, uh, hit me up anytime. I, I, I love all the interaction. All right. Thank you so much, Tony. Well, guys, there you have it. Part three, uh, third and final part of my interview uh, with recording artist Tony A. I'm so grateful and thankful uh, for him to taking time out of his busy schedule to uh, speak with uh, me as well as speak to you all um, as our audience uh, in regards to his journey, uh, where he's come from, where he's at, and I can't wait to see where he's going from here. Uh, If you would like to support uh, Tony's 
uh, music, his career, his artistry. You can um, follow him on social media at official Tony A. You can also visit his website, TonyA.com. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about his nonprofit or even support his nonprofit, uh, you can go to TonyAartistry.com. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that uh, you can uh, see more, you will be seeing more uh, from him. Uh, go ahead and check out uh, his uh, music that's currently out, uh, including uh, his newest single, uh, Pompeii. Uh, I'm so, so excited, so happy for him just to see that uh, he's uh, you know releasing music and that he's made the pivot that he, he did. Uh, and uh, if you would like to support this podcast, if you found value in today's conversation, would like to support our podcast, uh, you can do so by following uh, the podcast, subscribing um, on Google, Apple, or Spotify podcasting platforms. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, William Thompson Music, uh, in order to get notifications of when new episodes drop each week. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Producing in a Pandemic. And until next time, keep creating. Bye.